Thank you. Welcome to River Rock Bible Church. Thank you all very much for being here this morning. I appreciate it. Um, like Charlie said, my name is Mason. I'm the youth director here at River Rock. And for those of you all who are in my youth group, I see you all in the back back there. What's up, guys? Um, and parents of the youth, thank you all very much for giving me the opportunity to lead in that capacity, to be the youth director. I know it's a lot trusting someone with your kids, especially with your kids' faith. And so I really appreciate that. Um, and I'm glad that I've been given the opportunity to stand up here today with you guys um, by Charlie and every, everybody else here at River Rock. So I appreciate that very much. As was mentioned earlier, today is a very special day, uh, in my opinion, because it is College Sunday. How cool is that, that we have a local church that supports college kids so much that we dedicate a day, a Sunday, out of our time to just praise these college kids. So I'm going to ask right now, if you're a college student, whether you serve here, whether it's your first time here, whether you're a regular attender, um, whether you just stumbled in here on accident, uh, will you please stand up right now? All the college kids to your feet. Everyone, can we just give these college kids a round of applause? Thank you guys so much for serving and being faithful. I know how hard it is to regularly come to a church when you're in college um, because you're you're spread so thin, and that's actually what I want to talk to you guys about today. Um, so today, I'm going to focus on a topic that's kind of difficult, especially for, for college kids, um, and that's scheduling in a time margin. We're in a day and age where we're running back and forth around everywhere, and we don't really take the time out of our, out of our day to sit down and plan a schedule, let alone see where Jesus fits into our lives. So some things I say may challenge you a little bit. Some things I say may, may offend you, but just know it's coming from a place of love and grace and truth, and I wouldn't be talking about this if I didn't struggle with it as well. Um, so to begin my time talking about time margin, I'm going to fill you on with a little bit of a story. Um, like Charlie also said, I go to Southwestern University, you know, go Pirates. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's our little pseudo hand gesture. They don't really give us one, and so we are poking pirates. And if you see us doing, a, doing that around town, just please call us out on it and be like, you guys are weird. Like, yeah, we go to River Rock. Um, <laughs> so I go to Southwestern University, and when I came in as a freshman, there was one thing I wanted to do above all other things. And that's me right there, little, little freshman me right there. The resemblance. It's uncanny. Um, and that one thing that I wanted to do was play soccer. So this is my freshman picture on the soccer team. We had picture day. I believe I was running on a low sleep, and you know I, I've never quite mastered the art of smiling in pictures. Um, it's kind of a, a snarl or something. I don't know what I was doing. That was a long time ago. Um, but all I wanted to do when I got to college was play soccer. And if you guys know my brother Travis, Travis waves, wave to the nice people. Tell him hi. Uh, that's my twin brother, Travis. He recently was baptized a couple weeks ago. Um, he also attends South... Yeah, let's, let's give it up for that, right? Awesome. Good job. Um, so he goes to Southwestern University as well with me, and him and I have just been in love with soccer from a very young age. We've been playing a lot. I know Pastor Charlie's going to get mad because he's not a huge soccer fan, but uh, this sermon revolves a lot around soccer. Um, so, so bear with it. I see dirt in the back. She played at Southwestern as well. She's giving me the thumbs up. So, uh, there you go. 
Um, so all I wanted to do was play soccer. And how many of you in here have, have played college sports? Anybody raise your hand if you played college sports? Wow, we got a lot. Um, how many of you have just played a sport before or an athletic something? Yeah, most of you in here, right? So with that being said, with that raise of hands, and y'all know how much time it takes out of your schedule to be in a sport, how much time it takes day in, day out, not only for preparation, but there's, there's games and there's events and there's meals and there's team bonding and there's weights and there's just so many things that you have to do as an athlete that take up your time. So for the soccer schedule, when I came in as a freshman, it was every single day, Monday through Sunday, we got one off day a week. I'm not sure that it switched every single week because our coach liked to keep us on our toes. Um, we'd be up at 5, 5 a.m., yeah, awful for a college student. Be on the field in, in our clothes, ready to practice by 6 a.m. And then, you know, okay, we're done. No, we're not. 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., practice, go back, maybe take a little bit of a nap. Team lunch at noon. After team lunch, go back, practice at 2, practice from 2 to 5, go back, do your homework, go to bed, lather, rinse, repeat, wake up again, do it again the next day. And so for those of you who, who haven't played a college sport or don't, don't really know what this is like, this is time-consuming. It's hard. It's six days a week probably 15 hours of your day. And for those seven hours left over, you got homework, you got free time, rest. Like there's really not a lot of things you can do in between there. And on top of that, you know, when, when you get into college, you, you like to explore, you like to branch out, you like to, to go and find things that you're interested in, right? So I went and found uh, one of my RAs, his name is Kenny Klingelsmith, he used to, to serve here on, on Sundays. Um, he was in a worship group on campus, and he, he pulled me aside and said, hey, I know that you like to sing. Would, would you mind being in the worship group? And so I added that another six hours a week on top of to my hectic, crazy soccer schedule. And then I was approached again by Scott Ryan. He goes here. He's unfortunately not here today, um, but he is our Young Life Area Director. And... Young Life is an awesome organization where we go into high schools and colleges and minister to kids in kind of a mentorship program. And I was asked to come into that, and I was like, heck yeah, I want to hang out with high school and college kids. I'm I'm in. Let let me do that. There's another 20 hours a week added on for Young Life. And so as you guys start to see, my schedule's wearing thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner on top of a 16-hour class schedule for, for being a freshman. So that's a lot. It's a lot to ask of somebody. I'm sure a lot of you in here, you know, you have your job that takes up a significant time of your week. You have family, family functions. You have kids that have Little League games. A lot of college students, you're in organizations. You're on sports teams. You're involved in class. You're involved in something that takes up the majority of your time. And so what I came to realize my freshman year of college that I had never realized before, because in high school, everything's planned out for you. You have your parents kind of take you aside and make sure that you don't get too burnt out because they, they love you, they care about you, they want you to, to be successful, but they also want you to be joyful in the things that you do. So what I learned in college when I got all that free time is that time is our most valuable commodity. And a lot of people will tell you that it's money, that it's, that it's, that it's the things that you make, that it's success. Oh, the more money you make, the better life you'll get, and so that's the most valuable commodity. A lot of people will tell you it's relationships that you're in. A lot of people will tell you it's your family members. It's 
your, your outside relationships, your friendships, the mentorship roles that you make, that, that's the most valuable commodity. But in reality, it's time. It's time is something that is, that is never going to be reversed. It is something that once it is done, it is finite. It, you can't go back. You can't turn back the clock. You can make the money back that you spent. You can re-up the relationships and mend the relationships that you've forsaken. But you can never get back the time that you spent. You can never add more time here on this earth. So it's our most valuable commodity because we can't, we can't get any of it back. And Paul writes in the letter to the Ephesians, he, he does a very good job about saying how we should spend our time. So Paul says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. So I know, at least when I read that, I was like, what does it mean to be wise? And what, 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 is, what is an unwise person? Like, am I an unwise person because I'm a college student and I haven't really gotten any work experience? And am I unwise because, you know, I have a contradicting viewpoint on the best sport in the world? Um, than most Americans do, and Charlie. Um, uh, what does it mean to be wise? What does it mean to live wise and to honor that time with the Lord? And so thinking about this and thinking about my schedule and how cram-packed it was, I started to notice that something was missing, that there was something in there that there was no time for. Because when I was running from this and that to, to everywhere, to soccer, to class, to rehearsals, to meetings for Young Life, I was, I was missing something. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this before, but there's this thing on Sunday mornings where a huge congregation gets together. There's normally someone on stage with a microphone and a black jacket saying something to the congregation. There's normally music and stuff like that. Um, I think it's called the local church. I'm not sure if, if, y'all, if y'all can help me out with that one. Uh, that's, that's what was missing. That, that was the huge thing. I had this community with soccer. I had this community with all my other activities and in my classes. But it wasn't a community that was glorifying God. It wasn't a community where we're all on mission together to worship the same creator. It was a community that gave me joy and filled me up. But it was a community that would always let me down. It would always fail me. And so as I began progressing through my first semester at Southwestern, I started to see that. I started to see that community being a community that was, was good. Like, it's not, I'm not saying that soccer is inherently a bad thing or whatever organization you're involved in or your job is inherently a bad thing. I said that I would say stuff today that, that might be offensive or might come off as harsh. Um, so to preface that, I just want to say, I'm going to challenge you guys this week, and as we go on through the sermon, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about looking at your schedule, laying it out, and saying, is there anything in here that's unnecessary? Is there anything in here that I'm doing just to do or just to, to fill up time? And where's Jesus? Where's Jesus in this list of things? Where's Jesus? Is he, is he thrown in there last minute? Oh, crap. I just got home from practice. I just did all my homework. You know, I just got home from work. I'm about to go to bed. Oh, man, didn't read my Bible today. All right, I'm going to open up. Uh, all right, 
in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. Close it. Awesome. Pray. Amen. Right? Go to bed. And a lot of us do that. A lot of us wait to the last minute to squeeze Jesus into our day. Just say, oh man, forgot. Or a lot of us are like, oh man, I didn't read my Bible today. Man, I'll be better tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and what happens? We're, we're, not, we're not there. We just constantly keep backsliding into this, this life where we are so committed to the things that we are involved in that we forget to be committed to the Creator. And so I'm going to challenge you guys today to think about that, to think about, okay, here's my schedules or anything in here that's unnecessary. Can I cut it out? And where's Jesus in this? So in, in the book of Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Uh, Matthew goes on to say, uh, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And so what, is, what does that look like to, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind? What, is, what does that mean? In my opinion, if you are you know, not placing Jesus at the, at the top of your priority list and making him your number one, how can we love him with our heart, mind, soul, and strength? Like, that's, that's my question. That's something that I've struggled with. And I'm not coming at this from someone who has it perfect. I'm not coming at this from someone who has my schedule so figured out that I make Jesus a priority. Just because I'm a, I'm a youth director and work at a church does not mean that Jesus is my priority every day. Does not mean that I don't struggle with this as well. Does not mean that I value things higher than Jesus and prioritize, wow, it's a hard word, um, in a way... <laughs> to where Jesus is, is not my number one. So I don't want you guys to think, oh, well, Mason's up here saying this because he's got it figured out, and, you know, why is he calling me out on this? I feel bad. Like, I struggle with this too. And to prove, you, prove to you guys that I struggle with this, I brought this prop. Now, some of you guys might think, okay, is this a folder? Is this got a schoolwork in it? Is it his soccer schedule? Like, what is it? What, what, how does this tie in? This, ladies and gentlemen, is a planner, but it is not just any regular planner. It is a very special planner because I've had it since November 2015, and there is not a single word written in this planner. If you guys don't believe me, come, come check with me at the connection table at the end. I will have it. You guys can look at it and baffle at the, the man with the planner that's never been written in. Um, I actually got this as a gift for my birthday this past year for my girlfriend because she knows that I struggle hard with scheduling and that I oftentimes prioritize things too high and forget to come back and recenter with Jesus Um, and that a lot of times I am late to things or I miss things or I don't show up because, you know, I'm I'm living life hectically and not with a plan. Um, And so you can see how well that worked out. Um, with this planner, um, so I'm 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 just I'm using this to try and explain to you guys that I am coming from a place of struggle as well. Like I have still in prepping this sermon, I did not be like, oh, maybe I should write in that planner, and I got it out. No, I just grabbed it and looked at it, and I was like, man, this is probably a really cool invention that I'll use someday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's hard. Um, and so given that with the, the scheduling thing, I know I, I prioritize a lot of things over Jesus. 
And so maybe, maybe you're a college student. Maybe, maybe you're involved in an organization. Maybe that organization has a bunch of events and activities coming up. And you want to volunteer for all of those. You know you don't have time. You're going to have to cut back and sacrifice things. But you volunteer anyway. You volunteer anyway. You sacrifice Jesus for everyday life. You volunteer anyway, right? Is that coming from a place of service? Of you, you know no one else in your organization is going to do it and you have a chance to minister and grow in community by doing those events? Or is it something that you want to do for self-gain? That you want people to look at you and say, huh, she has it all together. She's involved in doing eight things and doing them all well with this organization. You go, Right? Because a lot of us do that for that success and that self-gratitude. Maybe for my adults in the room, maybe you work a lot. Maybe you spend a lot of time at work. You work overtime. You do things at work that keep you there later. And you come home and you maybe have two hours to spend with your kids before they go to bed. Or your wife. Or, or maybe you just cut out rest. Maybe, maybe you do that. Are you working overtime in an effort to provide for your family? And to give them the life that they should have? Or are you working overtime for success to buy that bigger house, to buy that bigger car, to have that bigger bank statement? Asking you to think about why, why are you doing this? Why, why, why are, you, are you striving for success? Or are you striving to grow in community or to provide? And a lot of people in here have kids. How many people in here have uh, young kids? Raise your hand. Awesome. I'm praying for you guys. I know that they're <laughs> a handful, and I have, a, I have it t- tough with my middle school and high school kids with youth, but you guys are 24-7 uh, dealing with that. Um, but you love them, so that's good. Um, <laughs> how many of you have kids that are involved in some form of sport or activity? I'd say the majority in here. Yeah, okay. So say your kid is playing in a Little League softball game, right? Or softball league, right? Harmless, pretty good, pretty good. Athletic activity for them to build confidence, teamwork, stuff like that. But they only play on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., right? That's, that's the league. That's the one that your kid wants to be in. That's the league that you want. So are you going to do that and sacrifice being with the local church or community and saying, you know what, I'm good enough on my own. I read my Bible every day. You know, I, I'm, I'm still involved in a community group. I'm just not going to Sunday morning services. I'm good, right? I got my time scheduled. Woohoo! Jesus and I, we're good. Awesome. How you doing? Um, and you, you go to those little league games and you sign your kid up for those leagues. Is, or do you go out and try and find a league that, that maybe might not be the one that your kid wants to play in, but it's scheduled to where you can be in this community on Sundays? And this is the part that might be offensive. Guys, if you're scheduling something on Sunday mornings every single week at 10 a.m., one, you're setting yourself up saying that Jesus is not a priority in your heart if you're not scheduling time for the local church. Because this time is important, and all of you value this time is important because you're here today. And two, if you have kids, and you're doing that, and you're showing them that they can miss church to go play in the Little League game, you are setting that example and that priority for them to want to do that as well. So when they get older and they have families, they're going to sacrifice community for something that's temporal, for something that is, is finite, that's only going to last for a little bit. 
I know, for example, uh, going back to the soccer train, my brother, Travis, I hate to bring him up again, but he's a cool dude if you guys want to hang out with him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, this past year, was really struggling with scheduling and fitting things in. And he joined a soccer league that played on Sunday mornings. And so he wouldn't be coming to church. And all of us, all of us college kids here were like, well, hey, dude, what up? Like, why aren't you coming to church? You play soccer five times a week. Why do you have to play in this league? And so as the, the end of the year kind of went on, he, he looked at his schedule and realized, wow, what am I doing? I need, I need to be plugged into a church. I need to commit. I need to be here on Sunday mornings. And whether that's River Rock or another church in Georgetown or Round Rock or wherever you, want, you feel called and plugged in, but that community is important. And so he called the, the manager of the soccer team and said, hey, thank you very much for the opportunity, but I will not be able to play with you guys next season. I need to start going to church. Uh, fast forward two weeks after that phone call, he's baptized, he's here every week, he's trying to get plugged in and get served, and he's got his scheduling and his priorities at least a little bit more worked out. Um, and that's another thing. Did Travis give up soccer 100%? Like, he, he just looked and said, you know what? I can't play in the soccer league. Jesus must hate that I play soccer. Boom, done. Soccer's out forever. No. He just gave up that one thing, that one league that he was playing in. He still plays all the time. He watches it. If you have more than a five-minute conversation with him, he will bring it up. He's a coach in Austin for a club called Lone Star, and he, he loves it. He loves it. He, Jesus is not calling him to give it up. Jesus says, I have a better plan for this for you. Give your time to me and schedule right? Lost my place here. Sorry, guys. Um, and in Matthew 6.33, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So a lot of times we, we, we see that verse, right? Seek first the kingdom of God. That's the very first thing that it says, right? How many of us can consciously say that Every single day when we wake up, that's the first thing we think about is, how am I going to live for the Lord today? I can't say that, right? I'm probably thinking, oh, crap, I'm five minutes late for class. What am I going to do? <laughs> College students. I know you all sleep in. Um, it's something that we don't think about. But this says, if you seek the kingdom, if you first seek the kingdom of God, all of these other things right here, will be provided to you, will be added, right? So going back to the example of the Little League game, right? If you, if you honor God's time and schedule him as a priority and come to church and make church and community groups and being in a community with God a priority and getting plugged into the body of the Lord, there will be another softball league. There will be another league. If, if you, a lot of times we, we have trouble trusting with what we want to do, especially college students, if you're involved in an organization and it's taken up all your time on Sunday mornings, maybe you can't go to a community group because of it. Maybe you can't go to church. Maybe you can't be plugged in, just hang out with believers, right? What would cutting that organization out look like? What would trusting the Lord and saying, you know what? I'm either going to cut this organization out or I'm going to take a lesser role in this organization because I trust you. This is especially hard for those of you who are professionals who, who have jobs, you know, you're working those extra hours. You're working that overtime trying to get more money for your family to provide for them. What does it look like to say, you know what? I really want that promotion so I can, I can provide better for my family. 
but I'm sacrificing time with my kids at home. I'm sacrificing being a leader in that household and, and making sure my family's up for church on Sunday mornings and, and building that relationship with my kids. So I'm going to give up this overtime. I know that that's what everyone tells me I need to do to get this promotion so I can, I can provide better for my family. But I'm going to give up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not work as much. I'm going to trust you, Jesus, that you're going to give me the, the plan that you have already decided for me that's already written and it's already decided. I'm going to trust in that and I'm not going to work overtime. If you guys think that that is easy, man, I want to have a conversation with you because I want to know what you guys are doing. I want to know if you think it's easy to look at the thing that you love most in this world and take a step back from it and give that to Jesus and trust in that. If you think that's an easy task, I have a lot to learn from you because that is one of the hardest things in my life personally. And I imagine for all of you, that is one of the hardest things you can do. We're in a society today that says, do it yourself. Add more things, especially for college students. We are in this culture where activity equals accomplishment. The more and more and more things that you're involved in, the more success people think that you have. The more successful you look. That's, that's basically what our motto is at Southwestern. It's not who, but what. Not who you are, not who someone values you to be, but what can you give me? What can you do to me? And so I'm challenging you guys today to not think about what you can do, but think about who you are. And in that, that mold, think about who you are and think about the community that you're involved in as well. Because we're called to invest in others so that they can know Jesus. That's, that's the, the main focus of a community. You want not only to grow yourself, but you want to grow others, Right? We're called to love people. We're called to go out and d- make disciples. That's our theme for the year for River Rock, is to go out and make disciples, to make people known, right? To make people know Jesus, to make them feel loved, and to come in to a community where we'll love them and tell them about the greatest joy and the greatest being that's ever existed that's given us full joy and let us know that we are children of God and that we belong, that no matter what society tells us, no matter if they tell us we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, you know, we're, we are perfect because he is perfect and he made us in his image, right? So I challenge you guys to take a next step today. I challenge you guys, if you're a first-time attender, maybe that's coming back. Maybe that's coming back to River Rock and, and, and coming and seeing us again. If you're a regular attender, maybe that's getting plugged in to serve or getting involved in a community group. We would love to get you guys plugged into a community group. We would love that, right? So come, come talk to us after service at the connection table. We'd love to get you plugged in. If you're a regular attender and you're in a community group, maybe that's inviting someone to church, inviting them into the community group, bringing them alongside you, making that community and keeping that schedule maintained. To finish my story about soccer, um, I ended up quitting my freshman year at the end of my first semester uh, because I didn't have time for it. I sacrificed that to the Lord, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done is to, is to walk away from a sport that I've played since I was four. I gave that up to the Lord and trusted in that. He's honored that so much. He's, he's given me things that fill me up with joy. He's given me a community. He's given me all these opportunities to plug in and serve, and I'm so grateful for that. So I'm going to ask you guys to trust the Lord today with that. I'm going to ask you guys to take a step back from your busy lives and from your schedule Look at it. Look at your planners. Look at your calendars. Look at your, look at your phones. 
look at that and see if there's anything excess and ask, can I sacrifice any of this? Should I sacrifice and trust in this? And where does Jesus fit in as a priority? Like Charlie said earlier, there are great opportunities to get in and to make that community and to invest in other people with our adopt-a-college student. If you are a family here, I know personally, being a college student, it is awesome when adults in the community come alongside and say, hey, we want to we make sure you're okay. We want to support you. We want to give you a meal once a week or once a month. We want to let you do laundry at our house once a month. We want to send you a text saying that we're praying for you weekly. That's a lot. A lot of these college students are away from home, maybe their first years or second years in college, and they miss that. They miss having that environment, that adult support. So I challenge you, if you, if you are a family and you want to give someone that community, it is life-changing for these college students. And they may not know it. They may be sitting here like, whatever. I got friends. I don't need them. Like, but... Trust me, it is something awesome and it is something that lifts those college kids up. And if you're a college student here and you have that mindset of, you know what, I don't need to go hang out with them. Like, they got kids. I don't want to do that. Like, take time and get plugged in. Go to the connection table. Sign up for it. Because it will impact your life so much to have that mentor. It'll, it'll make your stresses lessen. It'll give you a perspective for someone who's already been there in your life. And it'll be a great thing. And adults, again, for adopt a college student, you know, free babysitters. So there you go. <laughs> right? Um, so at this time, I want, you, I want to leave you all with that thought of looking at your schedule, seeing if there's anything you can sacrifice and making Jesus a priority. And we're going to take two.